This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Factor. Well, let's start today's show with a bit of an update on a story from our previous episode this week about the testimony of former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson at the January 6th hearings. Now, in case you missed it, Hutchinson made some of the wildest and funniest claims to come out of those hearings. Uh, one claim, which we still find 100% plausible, is that after being told by Attorney General Bill Barr that there was not rampant voter fraud in the 2020 election, Donald Trump threw a big plate of food at the wall, shattering it and leaving the wall dripping with ketchup. His favorite condiment. He as we loves all know. ketchup. Uh, that happened, and you can't convince me otherwise. That definitely happened. Uh, well, it, it was he he watched uh, an interview with Bill Barr. It wasn't like he was saying it straight to his face because he'd already been told at that point multiple times that this was completely baseless. Yeah. Uh, however, another claim of Hutchinson's, uh, one that she doesn't claim to have seen firsthand, but instead heard about secondhand, might not stand up to scrutiny, despite how hilarious it would be. The Washington Post sums it up here. Hutchinson, 25, recounted what she was told President Donald Trump had done when the head of his Secret Service detail, Bobby Engel, refused to drive him to the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Quote, The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, Sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel in the direction of his throat. Now, to be clear, this does seem like something that Trump would absolutely do. Mm -hmm. The problem is that logistically, it may not have actually been possible, according to multiple former Secret Service agents who say uh, that Trump is simply too fat for such a thing to have actually occurred. Wow, what a what a way to refute this. I'm sure he would have loved to do it, but the man is, look at him. Yeah, that's the thing is like uh, anytime a story is uh, retold, you get a little more ag aggressive with it. Like, you know, maybe he did lean forward a bit and went, Ugh! yeah, <laughs> and then sat back down. Yeah. Anyway, here's Insider with this story. Then President Donald Trump would have had to squeeze through an extremely tight space to be able to grab the steering wheel of an SUV and lunge at a Secret Service agent as a former White House aide, Cassidy Hutchinson, testified Tuesday. It wouldn't be impossible, one former Secret Service agent said, but it would be unlikely that the six foot three, nearly 250 pound <laughs> Trump, who the agent noted is not the most agile human being, could pull off the move. Quote, Trump's not a little guy, right? And the space to actually be able to lunge toward the wheel is not that big, the former agent said, speaking on background to Insider. I don't mean to sound disparaging to the former president, but just his girth would prevent him from actually getting to the steering wheel. Yeah, I mean, we love our girthy president, don't we, folks? Or ex-president. Yeah, there hasn't been one girthy as, as that one since Howard Taft. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, we all laughed when... Joe Brandon fell over on that bicycle, but I would laugh at just the sight of Donald Trump keeping a bicycle on two wheels. Do we know that he's ever ridden a bicycle? I don't know. It seems uh, like something people do for uh, fun and leisure, and that isn't really in his deck of cards. I've met multiple adults who simply do not know how to ride a bike, and it's always fascinating. I'm like, what, what happened here? How did you? How did this never come up in your life that you should learn how to ride a bike? Uh, they're probably in therapy for it because it sounds like uh, parents that uh, yeah are either overprotective or underprotective. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, it, it is hilarious that all these years later, news outlets are still citing Trump's official weight at 250 pounds. Okay, buddy. Uh, which is objectively not possible unless the man in, is literally hollow in the middle. 
Could be. Mm. But back to that article. There's just too much gray area to bet the farm on it. Bill Pickle. Agent Pickle. <laughs> a former deputy assistant director of the Secret Service said, Am I saying it didn't happen? I'm not going to say that, because we all know this guy can be pretty emotional. The fully armored SUV isn't like a typical Suburban. There are security features separating the front and back seats and jump seats in the back that make the space extremely tight, the former agent who spoke on background said. You have to slightly be a contortionist to get from the back cabin to the front cabin. And the president's not a contortionist, (laughs) he added. It's not impossible, right? The former agent said with a laugh. I just, I don't see this president ever being able to do that, ever. Uh, This is a a rare... (laughs) A rare scenario where the <laughs> refutation of the claim is actually more... Yeah. Uh, Your Honor, my, my client couldn't possibly have done the thing you said he did because he's a, he's a fat little piggy. Does this look, the, look like the, the, the face of a man who had all he could eat? Do you think this corpulent, pig-faced fuck could have done the thing you accused him of? I don't think so. Let's take everyone outside and we'll put Mr. Trump back in the beast and see if he can actually physically do it. All right, go for it. But then he'd be like, oh, I'm going to die. I can do it. I'm not fat. I know. It's classic reverse psychology. They should do that. Be like, "Uh, well, actually, we have to we have to strike Cassie Hutchinson's testimony from the record because it it turns out that former President Trump is too much of a doughboy (laughs) to have actually done it. Uh Uh, Unless unless Mr. Trump wants to come down here and get in the back of the beast and, you know. Prove us wrong, but based on the information we have, he's just too much of a fat fuck to have actually been able to reach up to the steering wheel without, uh, you know, contorting his rolls of fat in some completely unnatural way that seems physically impossible. And also, but I, I, prove me wrong. I don't know. Too stupid to even do a coup. Yeah. Oh, he, no, he could never. He's an idiot. Yeah. No idiot that dumb could ever pull off a coup. Even if he wanted to, couldn't have done it. Hey, tell him to shut up. Too I'm coming dumb. down there to show him. So yeah, damn. Uh, the Secret Service agents. Uh, I mean, they're on Trump's side with this one, I guess. But yeah, at, it's, at uh, what cost? <laughs> yeah, it's like I said, a little more damning than the actual truth. Now, to be clear, just because Hutchinson's telling of the events is probably bullshit, doesn't mean that she isn't misre- misremembering a story that was told to her second or third hand. Game of telephone. Mm -hmm. Uh, The meat of the story is that Trump got really, really mad at his Secret Service detail when they denied his request to be driven to the Capitol building. And that's still entirely possible uh, without the president contorting his girthy physique into an impossible position. Uh, Trump's just like a cat. If if he can get his head through it, the rest of the body follows. Yeah, he's he's kind of like an octopus. Yeah, but like... Just the tiniest of holes. If this did happen, he probably like just reached his arm through or something. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, technically that's a lunge. There's uh, a lot of libs on Twitter uh, doing some like video analysis that shows absolutely nothing, but they're going through it like grainy frame by grainy frame. Like there you can see his arm reach for like, I can't see a fucking thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Who cares? This is believable yeah, behavior from him. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> yeah, compared to everything else that they're trying to put up against him. This is a, yeah. a very minuscule thing that just shows that he has a. A, a temper problem. Yeah, it's it's pretty inconsequential to the uh, the whole larger investigation. Although, yes, it would have been funny to see the beast swerving all over the road <laughs> on the way back to the White House. That's another thing. Like, does Donald Trump know how to drive a car? I don't know. We I've never when seen him. When would he have ever driven a car? Well, well, he did sit in the seat of a fire truck. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, he was having a. That's because he's never done it before. Yeah. But yeah, I like in what situation would this man have ever had to drive himself in a car? I can't think of any. No. I 
honestly, him doing any kind of activity aside from golf is just like well, he he also played a little bit of tennis, as evidenced by that that yeah, great photo of him. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah, he's look at that cake pulling a wagon for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I like seeing him do things. I wish he would do more physical activity. I think it would be very entertaining. Yeah. Like Trump on a jet ski, uh, Trump on a bicycle. Jet ski would be great. Yeah. And anyone can ride He's probably ski. skied. I bet that's something. Oh yeah. He probably not in like at least 30 years, but yeah, he definitely hit the slopes back in the day. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's terrified. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look. Hopefully someone who was actually there in the Beast at the time can now go on record and just set the record straight about what actually happened. Because I'm really curious now. The Secret Service publicly stated they're like, we have made our agents completely available to yeah. the committee. Go ahead. Yeah. And so, they, it is part of their job description to be completely truthful with you. So Again, this is the most inconsequential detail of the entire uh, committee so far. But look. Which is why it's the one that's making the biggest headlines. Let's get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of January 6th characters, Rudy Giuliani, who, according to the January 6th committee testimony, was drunk as a skunk on election night and later asked Trump for a preemptive pardon for any crimes committed, may have Mr. Magooed his way into accidentally admitting that he did, in fact, ask for a pardon. In a way that only Rudy Giuliani can. Yeah, and that's this is another example where it's just like, does anyone have footage of Rudy Giuliani pounding Jack Daniels? No, but is it is it completely within his character? Have and you track seen Rudy Giuliani to do something like especially that, especially around that time? Yeah, the man was literally leaking. Yes. Um, so here's what uh, he tweeted after Hutchinson's testimony before quickly deleting it. The January 6th witch hunt cabal has now exceeded even its prior fraudulent. The last witness was a reckless liar. Contrary to her false testimony, she was never present when I asked for a pardon. <laughs> Actually, I told the president I do not want or need one. You know, you can just, you can backspace. If you write a sentence that uh, incriminates yourself, you can just erase that. No. You don't have to be, uh, actually, correction, I I, I didn't. No, Rudy Giuliani's so old that he would have to print it out and then type over it, like in a typewriter. He probably dictated this. Could be. Yeah. But yeah, great catch there at the end, Rudy. Uh, you know, clarifying things, but, you know, saying uh, she wasn't there when I asked for a pardon. It's it's usually something that you, you wouldn't say if you've never asked for a pardon. But yeah. anyway, that tweet's gone, but never forgotten. Uh, but Rudy, he's still tweeting, and on Thursday, he posted this one. Great products at reasonable prices. Use code Rudy for additional savings, along with a garish <laughs> graphic advertising new $50 sandals from MyPillow.com. Not fifty dollars. Actually, what seventy five well, or eighty? Fifty dollars is the deal. Yeah, they're used, after the Rudy. These usually go over eighty, but you use code Rudy, you get a special deal on these fifty dollar uh, fucking sandals that look like they probably didn't cost anywhere near that much to make. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> they're like injection mold. Look, look pretty much mass like produced sandals you could get down at the the mall for I don't know fifteen twenty with inflation. Who can say? But not fifty. Yeah. So that's uh, beautiful, but. Uh, Anyway, let's move on now to some other political news from this American hellscape. Uh, Happy Fourth of July, everyone. uh, Yeah. uh, So, yeah, the Supreme Court's repeal of Roe v. Wade will have very far-reaching consequences for women's reproductive health in this country. Uh, But people with uteruses aren't the only potential victims here. As shown in the following posts on the Magic the Gathering subreddit r slash mtgfinance. And I'll let you take this one because uh, you're the 
You're the Magic the Gathering guy. I here. love MTG Finance. It is uh, it's Wall Street bets mixed with uh, yeah, they're doing uh, baseball cards collecting <laughs> yeah. and uh, Magic I'm not in it for the fun of the game. I just like flipping cards. Yeah, yeah. I love the the best posts are the ones that are like, yeah, uh, got this card on spec, and it's like they bought every. It's a, it's a mass-produced card. I drained the market. Like a thousand versions of it on eBay. So now they have created false scarcity. Yeah, unless anyone else decides to put it up. Uh, here, anyways, here's the post. Hello, everyone. I'm curious what effect you think the repeal of Roe will have on the MTG market. <laughs> With Wizards pushed to be more inclusive lately, and the influx of women players as a result, mostly towards casual formats like Commander. Not saying women are casual, just that that's the biggest growth area for MTG as a whole. Do you think this could lead to a depression in price of MTG cards as more women are forced into unwanted pregnancies instead of going to the card store? <laughs> I'm especially interested in the arbitrage potential with red states that will 100% ban abortion versus states that keep it legal. And also if there are cards, decks, tribes that women tend to prefer in casual formats that might take a hit as a result of this. Yeah, these are all very important questions, and uh, yeah, this uh, this decision has far-reaching consequences, uh, unforeseen ones. Like, yeah, like what what's it going to do to the Magic the Gathering resale market? This has all the makings of a future episode of Freakonomics. See, all these women MTG players, uh, you know, once they get forcibly impregnated, uh, they're going to have to sell those cards because raising a kid is uh, very expensive in this country. So uh, that's actually going to flood the market with, uh, you know, the kind of cards that women use. And uh, the value is actually going to go down on those. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to sell uh, those kinds of cards before, uh, you know, all this happens. Yeah. That's my MTG finance. But this is not financial advice. Mm -hmm. There you go. Anyway, that's enough politics. Uh, let's move on to our next story. Uh, the United States is a relatively young country with plenty of history, but it's still barely any history compared to other parts of the world, like Europe, where there's literally thousands of years to look back on. Luckily, though, whew, Americans in nine different metro areas plus Toronto can still take a glimpse into the distant past and see a very rough approximation of what it was like to live in Europe during the medieval times at a place called Medieval Times. Uh, for nearly 40 years, this dinner theater chain has offered guests an evening of immersive live entertainment consisting of swordplay, jousting, horseback riding, dressage, falconry, and a hearty meal consisting of several New World ingredients that definitely weren't available in Europe during the medieval period, which it totally ruins the immersion. Corn? How, how would they have corn? I've never been. I've Me neither. Been, I've never been. They didn't have them in Florida when I was growing up. And There's, the only they time had I, a Orlando one, I think. Oh, uh, well, I didn't, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I lived like half hour tops from the one in Buena Park and it never even came up. It was, But they advertised the shit out of it on Nickelodeon. The only thing I ever... The only reason I even knew this existed before uh, moving out here was uh, the cable guy. Yeah. Jim Carrey. <laughs> so that's my experience there. Anyways, while the whole thing is just some kitschy entertainment and a way to keep the kids entertained for way less than the cost of a trip to Disney, it's a pretty serious job for the performers. And it's also potentially very dangerous. They're not only dealing with weapons, stunt work, and easily spooked animals, but also crowds of drunks who sometimes don't understand proper boundaries, all while pulling in wages that aren't much higher than if they worked at a normal restaurant. So it's no surprise that amidst the current unionization push at companies like Amazon and Starbucks, Medieval Times workers are trying to unionize. Hell yeah. And then you definitely, you know, picket lines should be scary for the uh, the companies, but you don't want to fuck with medieval knights. These guys nice. have swords. Yeah, and like giant, what are they, what are yeah. the giant poles? Uh, mace or uh, The ones where they go charging. When do they... Oh, uh. Lance? Not Lance. I don't know. 
Anyway, some experts in the comments will yeah. let us know. Uh, it's hard to come up with stuff on the spot. Here's Huffington Post with more background on this unionization effort. Working at the famous dinner theater chain Medieval Times comes with some unique occupational hazards. For instance, sometimes a guest who has emptied one too many goblets of booze starts banging the Middle Ages style plates and bowls together. Clanging the heavy dinnerware can spook the horses in the arena, endangering the knights as they joust for the queen's honor. It often falls to the queen herself, a mic'd up actor on a throne above the pit, or her chancellor, Lord Cedric, to gently admonish the overzealous crowd, all while keeping in character. Please, my lord, don't bang the plates. You can hear it backstage sometimes. It's so loud, said Pernell Thompson, a stable hand at the Lindhurst, New Jersey location. We've had people thrown off their horses from the horses getting spooked. There's only so much you can do to keep them under control at that point. Uh, here's some more from the article. With limited security at the shows, performers are the ones left to enforce boundaries and police the crowd, including when guests reach out to touch the falcon as it flies overhead. What are you doing? No. Endangering the bird and themselves. And workers say that the rotating cast of queens is subjected to unwanted touching during pre- and post-show meet-and-greets with fans, especially with so many bachelor parties on the weekends. Ugh. What? This is what people are doing for their bachelor parties and they're sexually harassing the queens? I, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed. I mean, it makes sense. Though, wouldn't it be hilarious if we got wasted and went to medieval times? I went to a cabin in the woods damn, and I had a great time. Damn, the queen's looking pretty hot. I know I'm getting married next week, but like, you think I got a shot? Let's go to the, the meet and greet after uh, No, No one will ever find out. She's from a different time. Yeah. <laughs> What's she going to do? Send a carrier pigeon to tell my <laughs> wife? Uh, quote, if you mix children, alcohol, and animals, it can be a very interesting situation if you don't have enough eyes on it, explained another worker. Not having enough event staff, that puts a lot of people at risk. The employee recounted a well-known incident during a rowdy Saturday night show when a drunken woman in the crowd made her way up to the throne and tried to grab the microphone attached to the queen's face, requiring the queen to fend the woman off on her own. In character, presumably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> be gone, evil wench! Your, your queen commands you to be gone! <laughs> a police officer was in the castle on duty, the worker said, but he was trying to keep watch on the entire crowd. People just get really into this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if, if this was the real medieval times, there'd be no laws. It would no be rowdier than this. Yeah. This is actually be. audience participation. Yeah. You think back then they were like, oh, no, they've spooked the horses. Yeah. That's just part of the game. You don't want your horse to get spooked. Um, give your horse the good kind of PTSD where uh, they don't get spooked anymore. Yeah. Or the spook makes them go faster. I don't yeah. know. You figure it out. You're the knight. They dance when you beat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this union vote's happening in a couple weeks at one specific Medieval Times location in New Jersey, where performers start at New Jersey's minimum wage of $13 per hour and often work for several years before getting up to around $20 an hour, which is bullshit, because uh, these people are literally professional actors, stuntmen, and stable hands. One stable hand told Huffington Post, they treat a lot of the professionally trained actors like anybody can do this job. They treat a lot of the stable hands like we're fully replaceable and they consider it an entry-level job. I've worked entry-level animal care jobs. This is not that. You can get hurt or die doing this. Unsurprisingly, Medieval Times is choosing to pay a union-busting consultant $3,200 a day, plus expenses, to stop the union, rather than recognizing the union and working to address any of these employee concerns. But that consultant money has a good chance of going completely to waste, considering that many of these performers have previously been members of other entertainment unions, 
and already have firsthand experience and with collective bargaining and its benefits. So you can't you show them anti-union videos, which they've been, you know, like, I know you guys well, should be bullshit. I know you guys should be rehearsing for the uh, dangerous death defying stunts you're going to do tonight. But we're actually going to make you all sit in this room right now and watch this video about, uh, you know, why unions are bad. And they're all like, ah, actually, I was in fucking SAG after for like 10 years. This is bullshit. I would love for medieval times to just like brush this aside and then just be like, Boomers, it's up to you. Come out of retirement. All of our old knights, we're calling oh you back. Oh my god, yeah. Then you'd really see something. Then it's like, you know, lives actually Nobody are on the Nobody wants to joust anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm back. 86-year-old Leopold is back on the horse. Have you ever... Uh... <laughs> Have you ever seen the the show in uh, Pioneer Town by Joshua Tree? Like, no. In the middle of like, on like, I think it's only on weekends, really. But like, I've seen photos of. They it, do but... a little a little show in the middle of town, just like a cowboy show. But all of the the the, the youngest performers probably like sixty five years old. Yeah, it's all like retirees. it's all just retired like yeah. carnival performers. So it's just it's it's surreal. They're all very good at their jobs, but uh-huh. they're all just old as shit. Yeah, it's, it's, that, uh... it was like. The, have you ever been up apple picking? Uh, on the way to Palm Springs no. in that little oh, area. When I was like a child, yeah. Yeah, they do uh, like a colonial uh, recreation with like the front-loaded yeah, guns yeah. and all that. And it's, yeah, it's all a bunch of old people. There were some young people there, but yeah, it's like you kind of have to have time yeah. and a stable financial ground to just go f- for the fun of it or the minuscule amount of money that you're going to get paid to play Ben Franklin for like three hours. So yeah, let's, uh, let's maybe Medieval Times will just fire everyone and hire... Uh... Bring bring their old crew out of retirement. Uh huh. We'll see. Yeah, that and then it's it's actually more entertaining because these people are in serious danger. Yeah, that's a, what I'm a saying. Hip, a hip could get broken at any given moment. Yeah, if they lose, break them on the wheel. If this were actually medieval times, these people would be well past their actual life ex- expectancy. Yeah, they're some kind so, of wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? This is the oldest man I've ever seen. My 50 goodness, years old. <laughs> By God, he's seen it all. <laughs> so uh, yeah, best of luck and huzzah. <laughs> to the medieval times performers union mm-hmm. get that get that bread yeah speaking of live performers uh here's some fun news tidbits from the world of aging classic rock who uh those people who still are touring the world well into their 70s first off kiss a band who has toured the world on a consistent basis for the last 50 years they recently played in vienna austria and committed a very serious rock band faux pas uh, the usual version of this oopsie is, uh, you know, playing, you know, for example, uh, Cleveland, and then starting your set with a big, hello, Detroit. Boo. <laughs> Cleveland rocks. I guess they are both rock cities, though. Is it? Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Detroit is the rock city. Okay. And they are very close, geographically. They are. It's kind of maybe a two-hour so drive. They would be uh, tour dates one after the other, so this would actually be yeah. probably a confusing but thing. But still, it's got to hurt. Yeah. If you're in Cleveland, they say, hello, Detroit. Yes. <laughs> and that's usually just from uh, performers being exhausted, not knowing where they go to sleep and wake yeah. up. It's uh, all they see is a bus and uh, the backside of an arena. Yeah. So uh, Kiss does not have that excuse, though. Uh, here's the graphic that was projected on stage at the end of their set in Vienna. Kiss loves you, Vienna. Oh, that's nice. Mm. What's, the, what's the problem here? Oh, okay. Yeah. So that flag... That is not the Austrian flag, which looks like this. Uh, that is the Australian flag. So one of the biggest rock bands of all time got Austria and Australia mixed up. And they, it, it, their entire graphics department, it, and not one person saw this and said, hey, wait a second. There, there is not one fucking member of KISS who has 
any idea what is being projected behind them at any point no. during the pre-production of this tour. It is definitely, it might have been, might have even been some local guy who was like, you know what? Ace Freely's a fucking dick. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with them and make their fans hate them. Well, they, I toured with them. They're some of the most unpleasant people on earth. Yeah, no, Vince, uh, Wait, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yeah. I, I was thinking Vince McMahon for some reason. Gene Simmons, uh, never met him, but he, uh, seems like a truly awful person just in every way. Yeah. Uh, just in every way, in ways you hadn't even thought of. Like he's uh, one of the most like hardcore Zionists in the United States. Like, yeah. like he, uh, my my tour manager was like, "Hey, just uh, thanks. We just want to say thanks for letting us, uh, yeah. you know, join up with the tour." And he goes, "I don't know who you are or how you got on this tour, but you need to just stay out of everyone's way." Damn, dude. Yeah. So Chill. yeah, sorry, Austria. Good day. Uh, but meanwhile, over in London, uh, the Eagles, who aren't exactly known for being a loud or aggressive sounding band at all, uh, they held a concert in Hyde Park where several boomers in the $485 VIP section got into a sloppy drunken brawl during the very easygoing song, Take It Easy, uh, which took several security guards to break up and a bunch of these people got dragged out, kicking and screaming. This is this is more leftover, pent up uh, craziness from the pandemic because this is like the first... This is the first time since the pandemic started that there's been these wide swaths of rock festivals across Europe during yeah. the summertime. So this is like the first time back where everyone's just getting fucking hammered. I mean, the world is dying. Like, everyone's going out and getting as wasted as fucking possible. And boomers like to fight. Uh, they do. They're very territorial, at, the boomer. At least, at least when it comes to, like, sports, the only actual, like, physical fights I've ever seen was, like, boomers, like, just being fucking annoying. And like shouting at the other, like everyone else is like, you know, playful, sort of like, ah, you guys suck. Uh, but the boomers get fucking into that shit. And uh, yeah, I've seen some, I've seen some, some blows. Yeah. Like everybody calm down, man. But fighting. Nobody playing during down the there Eagles. knows who you are. Yeah. In, during the fucking Eagles. Is Take this the Eagles or the Eagles of death metal? Take it. Hey, can everyone calm down? <laughs> you all need to just take it easy. Ugh. Anyways, let's move over to some sports news. The, okay, sadly, very heartbreakingly, going for the dynasty. Oh, yeah. The Lightning, okay. they didn't get it. The Colorado Avalanche, they defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning in game six of the NHL's Stanley Cup Finals. Good. A snow state beat a non-snow state. Everything uh, is right in the a world. A non-snow state that's won, what, three Stanley Cups by now? This yeah. is going to be three in a row if they had won this one. They are, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's Champa Bay, baby. They got the uh, Tom Brady. They got the Lightning and the Tampa Bay Rays. They got a lot of young talent. Unfortunately, they just couldn't beat the Dodgers a couple of years back. Uh, anyways, an interesting thing about the NHL championship is that unlike the trophies given to championship winners in the MLB, NBA, or NFL, which look like pretty normal trophies and are created for each season, the NHL's trophy, the Stanley Cup, is a single gargantuan trophy that has Man been trophy. It has been modified since its creation in 1892 to include the names of each year's winning team and its players and coaching staff. It takes up a lot of space after a while. Yeah. You got to keep making more cup. Yeah. This cup needs more cup. And okay, yes, pedants. Technically, the original 1892 Stanley Cup was retired back in the 60s and replaced with a more durable replica that's the one that's been used ever since. But even still... It's as much of an antique as it is a trophy. So viewers were understandably a bit shocked when within just five minutes of being presented to the Avalanche, an Avalanche player carrying the cup on the ice just 
fucking ate shit while skating over to his teammates for a photo op, uh, visibly leaving a huge dent in the base of the trophy. Boing! <laughs> also, yeah, just the trophy for one of the most aggressive, and you would assume, like, when they're celebrating, everyone's getting drunk and shit, too. Yeah. She's like, aggressive sport, big dudes, lots of pads, and then adding that they're on ice. Yeah, these uh, guys skate for a living. Yeah, and then, like, uh, like hey, take oh, the, gee. why don't you take the trophy out on the ice? <laughs> You've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably not not a huge deal to fix, but then somehow... The Stanley Cup, again, was put in serious danger when it was delivered to the wrong house (laughs) instead of the Avalanche's team captain's house. Luckily, the person in charge of delivering it figured out that they were at the wrong house and the unsuspecting people there didn't try any funny business. But this trophy, it clearly needs better protection. It was in, they had it in the uh, VIP section at the Colorado Rockies Dodgers game and they were like sitting with it, like drinking as if it was a person. And also, uh, they dropped it again. Uh, uh, today or yesterday, they, <laughs> it, they were at a club partying, and one of the guys is holding it over his head, and he goes back, and he just goes back with it and slams it into the ground. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's built to be durable, and it's, I mean, even when it's all buffed up and, you know, ready to present, it's still, you know, that's an old-ass trophy. Not the prettiest trophy. It's probably the ugliest trophy, but that's, it's got character to it. Yeah. So, whatever, yeah. They should, they should let it get as banged up as possible. It matches the sport. It does. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Anyway, we've got the headlines half of the show coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by Factor. Summer is here, and Factor can help you spend less time at home in the kitchen and more time enjoying the sunshine with no cooking, grocery shopping, or dishes. Plus, the perfect health-conscious grab-and-go add-ons like smoothies and juice. Even without meal planning and prep, you can still eat well with Factor. Factor makes it easy to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious, uh, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Feel good for summer. Choose from Factor's calorie-smart and keto options with built-in portion control as a great tool to help you get fit for summer. Factor now offers 30 meals per week where you can choose from a variety of new meals every week. And on top of that, Factor gives you the option to change it up and select any plan size between 4 and 18 meals per week. Busy schedule for both lunch and dinner? No worries. Add an extra two, three, or even four meals to your order. Factor saves time by delivering chef-crafted meals to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Not to mention cleanup. No dishes to wash here. Get out. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Way faster. Yeah. By my count. Uh, We've both been eating Factor meals for a while now, and in addition to seriously uh, being the best microwavable meals that either of us have ever tried by a long shot. Mm -hmm. What's great about Factor is that it tackles the tough stuff, so you don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients that are also delicious. Mm -hmm. Factor even knows your preferences. They offer vegan and veggie meals, keto meals, low-calorie options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. So head to go.factor75.com slash weeklyweird120 and use code weeklyweird120 to get $120 off. Link's also in the description wow. if you want to type it all out. Yeah, or if you want me to dictate it to you again, that is code weeklyweird120 at go.factor75.com slash weeklyweird120 for $120 off. All right, now let's get into the wildest, craziest headlines from around the world this week, starting with... Did Minnesota just accidentally legalize THC-laced edibles? We can only hope. The answer is yes. Awesome. Although they're, they're trying to fix it. No, don't. But, uh... Oh, no. Yeah, so, uh... 
I guess uh, Minnesota's state house is dominated by Republicans. Um, recreational marijuana, not legal there. I think they've had medical for a while, but uh, mm-hmm. the Republicans, no, they don't want that free. Uh, they don't want that marijuana just for anyone who wants to smoke it. Uh, and somehow, I'm still not clear on it. This like just happened before we filmed. Um, at the 11th hour, some Democrats snuck in some uh, some stuff legalizing like Delta 9 edibles. Okay. Um, and uh, the Republicans, uh, none of them read the damn thing. Of course. They all signed off on it. And here we are. Um, and then, they, of course, immediately they're like, wait, I didn't mean to sign. Can I undo? And they're like, no, you, you signed it. You voted on it. You voted on it. You voted <clears throat> yes. We need more tricks. More tricks. This is what politics is all about. Yes. Use their weaknesses against them. Yeah. They're like Ilhan, uh, Ilhan Omar posted like the Robert De Niro Joker meme. He's like, you're laughing? The Republicans in Minnesota State House uh, just passed a bill without reading it and may have accidentally uh, legalized THC edibles, and you're laughing? Good. That This needs to happen more, because typically Democrats would be like, uh, please, you should read this part right here because we tried to sneak something in. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, you know, when they go low, we go high. But we yeah. can't get high because yeah. they don't want us to get high. You should, you should read it and vote no. <laughs> World's biggest cruise ship has no buyer. First voyage may be to Scrapyard. Yeah, they built this fucking thing, this this gargantuan uh, cruise ship. It's because it can't fly. They're like, don't you yeah, understand? No We're one, taking to the skies now. Nobody wants to ride on the ocean anymore. That's old hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they they started building this thing in like 2019. Just the worst possible timing. Yeah. The, the cruise industry is still just completely crippled from the pandemic. And uh, nobody wants this damn thing. And I don't even think it's done. Because the company that was building it, like went bankrupt during the pandemic so they couldn't finish it so it's this half finished biggest cruise ship on earth they should dump it in the Suez Canal uh yeah I mean might as well or get that Australian billionaire or whatever to buy it Clive Palmer turn it into Titanic just reskin it yeah get a wrap on it make it look like Titanic the original Titanic compared to modern cruise ships tiny tiny not big Mm -mm. so much for being Titanic more like they should have called it the diminutive it's Instead not even like Titanic. the deepest ship in the in the world anymore. I think they found one in the Pacific that's like way deeper. What? Yeah. Well. So there you go. Sorry, Titanic. So much for the Titanic. Step aside. But you can still go see it in Vegas. A whole big side of it. Yeah? Yeah, they pulled it up. They're what? always pulling up artifacts from that thing. Really? Yeah, there's a, an actual huge like side of the ship in Vegas. How the fuck did they get it up? It didn't just, like, crumble under the pressure of... uh, I'm sure parts of it did, yeah. Because even just leaving it alone down there, like, in the 30 years since they found it, it's like... Oh, they're saying it's going to be completely gone within another 30 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Drunk mayor crashes car after meeting families of drunk driving victims. It's not funny. No, it's uh, it's insane. (laughs) It's just, like, how, like... Oh man, I, uh, all that, all that time I just spent talking to victims of—I'm emotionally driving, drained. I need to, you know, I could, you know, I could really go for uh, a bunch of booze. Yeah, right before I drive home. Oh man, have you seen these Uber prices now? I better, I better drive home. This myself. is uh, an Australian mayor, ah. a female Australian mayor, girl boss, Gail boss, mm-hmm. and she, she, she threw back some red wines. Yeah, broke through the glass window, not the yeah. glass ceiling. They say a female mayor can't get as drunk as a male mayor. Well, watch this. Just leave the bottle. <laughs> leave the bottle. Just say no to drunk driving. <laughs> just, just say no. 
When it comes say, to drunk driving, just say no. Just say no to drugs, kids. <laughs> no. No. Chilean man who was accidentally paid 330 times his salary resigns, then vanishes. King. Yep. Absolute king. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boss he got, shit. He got a little payroll discrepancy. He got paid... I think he was usually getting like $500 a week. He got paid like 180000 Good. Bye. And he went to HR. He's like, uh, what do I do about this? And they're like, oh, obviously that was a mistake. So you need to go down to your bank and tell them to reverse. And he's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go down to the bank and do exactly that right now. You should be getting that money back ASAP. And then he just vanished. Well, he, it's five o'clock. Should we leave? Nah, he said he'd be right back. He said he'd be right back after, <laughs> you know, the banks, they might still be open if there was a long line. Uh, yeah, he just never came back, and then uh, <laughs> literally he paid a lawyer to submit his resignation. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, on behalf of my client, uh, they have resigned from your company, so please, no further contact. It'll be hard for you to find my client, considering that he no longer exists. Yes. You'll see that he is officially <laughs> legally dead, so therefore... <laughs> <laughs> Looks like this little discrepancy is now your problem. Yeah, good for this guy. Yeah. $180,000 can go a long way in Chile. What a windfall. Yeah. Lacrosse man breaks glass door trying to turn himself in for warrant that did not exist, authorities say. He spent, this is like 6 a.m. This is just wasted man at the police station, like banging on the door. Let me in. Let me in. Mm-hmm. My guilty conscience has brought me here this morning to turn myself in. And nobody comes to the door. It's finally he just breaks the glass, crawls in. It's like, oh, okay, I'm here. I'm here. Take me away, officer. They're like, what? Like, uh, my warrants, all the warrants you have against me. They're like, we don't have anything out for you, but now that you're here. Yeah. Did you do that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, lock him up then. Your wish is my command. Yeah, but now I probably did it on purpose. So you'd be like, yeah, I've been to jail. Yeah, I've been locked up. Yeah, maybe he did it for the cred. Yep. The clout. But it's like, what happened? Clout makes you do crazy things. What happened? This man got so, so drunk for so long that he convinced himself that he had committed a crime and that there was a warrant out for his arrest. Sounds like a bad time. Yeah. Kangaroo ran loose in Baton Rouge area after Parrot set it free. Owners will have to give it up. Lots of Australia uh, things. I know this isn't in Australia, but it's an Australian animal. Louisiana, the Australia of America. Yeah. No, not really, but uh, yeah, I guess. And they're a port city. You're not allowed to own a kangaroo there. Someone did anyway, but then their parent, their parrot. Yeah. Uh, learned how to open the de- the gate. These, these animals teaming up, mm-hmm. real menagerie. And uh, yeah, a lot of people in Baton Rouge are like, "Well, I do declare, what is that? Is that a kangaroo? This thing's been uh, squaring people up all day. <laughs> is that a kangaroo on the side of the road here on Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Oh, something's wrong with this jungle life. Oh my God, that's too many drive-through daiquiris for me." <laughs> Well, I uh, hope the kangaroo ends up somewhere peaceful and nice. Yeah, like Australia, maybe. Mm, sure. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ship it back, but uh, maybe a, a nice regulated zoo. Maybe the Amarillo Zoo. They should just let it loose in the Gulf of Mexico and see what happens. Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. drown. Yeah, probably. Apple lawyer hired to stop insider trading pleads guilty to insider trading. <laughs> It'd be your own people. It'd be your own people. Yeah. What's especially, so this is ridiculous. I mean, he probably thought he was so clever because he's like, my job is to make sure no one is like buying and selling stock uh, when major internal announcements are made. 
but they'd never suspect that I would break all the rules that I enforce at the company. Mm-hmm. And he did apparently get away with it for like 10 whole years. Um, but they said he made a profited total like half a million dollars or something in 10 years, which if you're going to do insider trading, he didn't do options trading. He just bought and sold at convenience. Well, that times. would have been too obvious. Everyone, True. Yeah. But I mean, this was an obvious enough to get him caught. But it's it's stupid because like Apple stock has gone up by a hundred or a thousand percent since uh, 2011 when he started. Mm -hmm. Like, so if he had just put like ten thousand dollars into into Apple at the time, he'd have a hundred thousand dollars. So, and I'm assuming he was making a lot more than that. Like it's one of the few stocks that like, what are you what are you doing insider trading on Apple for? Like it it, it has it goes up consistently. It's one of the most consistently well gro- not back then stocks. before the before the iPhone and iPod were debuted. It came out in 2011. Uh, the the iPod the, the iPhone came out in 2007. The iPod yeah. came out in 2000. So they were already on a fucking roll there. Yeah, I think. But the, I'm talking about throughout the course of the company's oh, history. Oh yeah, no uh, the the second Steve Jobs era. They've yes. been uh, a growth company that entire time. Yes. The the shakeup in the 90s, all that, not so good. But mm-hmm. once Steve Jobs came back, once they started releasing those candy-colored iMacs with the handles on them, selling like gangbusters. Exactly. So what are you doing insider trading for? <sighs> Western leaders would look disgusting, topless, says Russian President Vladimir Putin. He's right in some cases and wrong in some some others. I guess they were, uh, they were doing a little bullying. They at, were making fun of him. At G7. Yeah. Uh, they were like, oh, maybe we should all take pictures with showing our pecs to intimidate Vladimir Putin. I think it was like Boris Johnson saying this. I'm like, Boris, I'm going to have to agree with Vladimir Putin on this. Keep the shirt on, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Trudeau, maybe. He looks like he works out. It but, would be uh, really funny if Boris Johnson took his like suit off and was just completely ripped. That would be weird. Yeah. It's just he has a really fat head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Who's Angela Merkel's replacement? I don't remember. Damn. She had, she had good branding. Mainly because of her affinity for Farming Simulator. Yeah, I mean, also, she was in charge of Germany for, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, she made her mark. Yeah. I, I literally, I, I, I constantly forget that she hasn't been in power now for, like, a year. I'm like, who is their current chancellor? <laughs> No idea. Whatever. I'm sure I'll figure it out within the next 15 years while they're in power. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this one in News Dump, but uh, here it is again. Bobert says she is tired of separation between church and state. The church is supposed to direct the government. The church put, is supposed to direct the government. I put the clip in News Dump, but it is a wonderful clip. Yeah, she's a, she's a terrible person. Really something. That she, fucking, she fucking sucks. I guess all that shit that came out, like we didn't, we didn't really cover it uh, because it was pretty salacious and... Uh, and just it's, it's unsubstantiated. Completely unsubstantiated. But also, like, there were things where it's just like, yeah, I mean, I could totally see that happening. And it was great that she had the option to be able to have an abortion if that's what she so choose. But, uh, you know, now the fact that she's vehemently fighting against any kind of... Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what sucks. It's one thing to just have, like, a whole hard drive full of uh, videos of Madison Cawthorn doing weird gay shit. But it's a little harder with uh, this Bobert lady. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like the facts, like the the most salacious Lauren Boebert fact was already known before she even got her job, which was that her husband, she met her husband. Use your words carefully. This is YouTube. 
she met her husband when she was still underage and a teenager at a bowling alley when he exposed himself to Lauren and a couple of her friends and was arrested for uh, a sex crime for that. And then, you know, yada yada, a couple years later, well, the happy couple is married and expecting a child. It's, uh, you know. She doesn't have kids already? No, I'm saying like back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's got like three kids and they all pose with their guns. Yeah, that's right. They love okay. posing with their guns. They, it's like it's like an adult binky. <laughs> if I don't have my gun with me, I start to get start to get nervous. Anything could happen. What if a ninja shows up? Who's laughing now? What if? That's that's why I always have my gun when I'm having my photo Didn't taken. That, but, what if the what if the camera is a gun? And I'm I'm helpless. Didn't the ninja like take down half the army? Remember, they showed up and like everyone's like, "Well, I don't know what to do." Yeah, this ninja's causing chaos on the in the barracks. A ninja seemingly having a mental health crisis, so not even a ninja at the top of its game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. It's our it's our damn they them army just getting taken down by one single ninja. Uh, anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Uh, have a great holiday weekend, and if you haven't already. Uh, oh, uh, th- this will be the last video involved in the fundraiser for abortion yeah. access. So thank you again, everyone, for uh, just blowing away any expectations that we had with that. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. It is a very good thing. And uh, congratulate yourselves. Pat yourselves on the back. You made this 4th of July special in a time where not so, not so great. I, I saw a tweet today that was like, celebrating the 4th of July this year feels like celebrating the birthday of someone in hospice. Yeah. So thank you again for that. Um, And uh, if you haven't already, please check out our most recent videos. Uh, We have the hideously ugly, very fat. The thick Sky Cruise. The Sky Cruise over here. And then we also have uh, the potential, is it going to happen or not? Jewel ban. Yeah. No more vaping, kids. Or at least with Jewel. Sad dab. Yeah. Uh, Check those videos out. Subscribe to the channel. And thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.